Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For this episode, I'm interviewing Marsha Reynolds. Marsha, author of four books, is a leadership and executive coach who also trains leaders and coaches in coaching skills and emotional intelligence. Welcome, Marsha. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for asking. (laughs) Well, I love anything to do with emotional intelligence, neuroscience, perception, so I thought this was in perfect alignment with the podcast. (laughs) But before we get to the topic of the day, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Yeah, sure. So um, one of the things I recognized when I was doing my doctoral research about uh, strong, smart women was that we tend to have zigzag careers instead of climbing a ladder. <laughs> yes. And oftentimes we'll even make a, a huge shift. And, you know, I started actually, uh, my first master's was in broadcasting and I ended up uh, pushing TV sets around in a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> wow. But my, my, my boss decided to get her doctorate and dump the whole training department in my lap. <laughs> And I had to figure out how to do training. It's why I got a second master's. Um, But it made me curious from that point years ago, what does it take for people to learn and grow? You know, because oftentimes people will go through my classes and they'd go, oh, this was awesome. And then they just go back to old behavior. (laughs) And there's always that, oh, people don't change. Well, um, they do, but it's not as easy as we think. So from there, I went uh, uh, into the tech world, ran training departments with, uh, with uh, mostly engineers, <laughs> which was interesting, trying to help yes. them to communicate, to lead, um, emote, and to use their emotions, <laughs> not hide them, <laughs> yeah. you know, and to even know they were emotional people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was interesting. But um uh, it was when I decided it was time to go. I was actually told I hit the glass ceiling. <laughs> wow. And it was like, well, okay, I'll go find challenges elsewhere. And the day I left, somebody sent me a letter, uh, a note, uh, and said, read this article. And it was about this thing called coaching. This was 1995. Mm. And so I just automatically jumped. And like I usually do, I, I jumped before I looked down (laughs) and I signed up for a coaching school. And um, I remember watching somebody coach and going, wow, this is amazing. This is different than what I was learning on how to teach well. Um, And it was really just the next year that Daniel Goleman came out with his book, Emotional Intelligence. And I said, oh, Mm. ah, this is so important. You know, the impact of emotions on our learning and our growing or our hesitation and our fear. And so we don't take risks. And so I launched into learning about that. And uh, it's what really inspired me to do my doctoral work. Um, You know, what really goes on in the brain Mm. um, that helps us to learn and grow and I'm still very curious and constantly learning, and that's why I keep writing, <laughs> you know, but, but it was coaching was the right path for me. 
Um, but really teaching, like, how do you help people understand their stories and how they get in their own way mm. and what they need to do to override them. So, you know, it was a zigzag path <laughs> that brought me here today, but I'm so grateful for, um, you know, the things that show up in my inbox and, <laughs> and, and, and having the courage to take the risks because it's always worked out. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, you have an interesting origin story in relation to <laughs> your journey with learning about emotions and helping others. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, you know, actually, um, even the, my choice of my career has always been around um, what can I do to help people to recognize um, their highest self and their greatest possibilities. Mm. And that's because somebody helped me to do that many, many years ago. Um, so for, for reasons I'm not going to express here, because people often say, how'd you get into that? <laughs> but <laughs> I know, but, um, you know, I ended up on a, on a, you know, how our paths kind of shift. And I yes. had always done well in school and things were going well, but then something happened and, and I was thrown into a different group of kids and ended up doing a lot of drugs mm. <laughs> and deepened that journey into high school and, and difficult. It was difficult for me to find a way out. So I ended up in jail when I was 19. Wow. You know, and, um, you know, it was really fascinating because, um, these were all strangers and people I didn't know, but you know, I found, okay, I've got to fit in here. <laughs> yeah. And so I was able to use the things that my strengths that brought me, you know, to that fork in the road, um, uh, telling stories, uh, being funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I actually made friends. And, you know, there were some things that happened that I tried to make changes in the jail, and of course they couldn't, wouldn't let me do that, and <laughs> they were yeah. just annoyed by me. But there was this one time where um, I was convincing everyone we need to really stand up for ourselves, and uh, because they were overcrowding and taking away our privileges, and they'd gotten mad at me and took away my magazines, my books, my paper. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I know it was crazy, and. And so um, we did. We stood up and, uh, of course, got punished for it. You know, sometimes speaking truth to power, you will have consequences. Yes. But we did it anyway. But, but the woman that I had become very close with um, was actually the leader of the scariest gang uh, in the jail. It was good she was my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but she and I ended up in, in isolation together, and I was sitting there saying, oh, I'm such a failure. I'm such a disaster. My life is worthless, and everything I do doesn't work out. And she got up, and she slammed me against the wall and said, you have no idea who you are. Mm. She says, you are so smart. You're strong. You care about people. You've got to get that in here. Because you have a responsibility to go out there wow. and make a difference. She changed my life. Yeah. She helped me to see who I was, no matter what my circumstances were, and to have the courage aligned with my purpose to make a difference. Mm. 
So when I said that I, I jump over cliffs before I look down, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's because I know that we're in the direction I'm going. As long as I know it's for the good of helping others do what she did for me, mm-hmm. to see my potential, to know who I am. So that's been my my guiding light, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, going forward in this 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 wonderful long life that I've led. <laughs> oh, what well, what an amazing story! And I really want to call it an origin story because it helped build everything that you have done up until today. You know, in guiding and helping others. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank so, you. which also shows that you have a lot of experience in this topic, how to manage the mm-hmm. mind when emotions take the wheel. So yeah. where should we go first with this? Um, well, you know, that was actually my first book and then I rewrote it. So what's out there now is a second edition because I've learned so much since mm-hmm. then. But um, I started teaching coaching and emotional intelligence uh, as a part of my my business, you know, and so I, I, uh, the whole uh, idea that um, if we don't understand how our emotions impact us, then our emotions run our lives, yes. and 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 we don't, and they are there. You know, I think the biggest distinction for people is to understand you can't get rid of them. You will, you know, you react before you think. Yeah. That was a big aha because we were always taught change your thoughts, change your behavior, but that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you have to recognize, oh look, I'm scared. And what am I gonna do instead? You know, or I'm angry. So what is it that I need to ask for? To know that we are reactive humans, but then we have choice after that. So I started teaching that and knew I had to have a product. <laughs> there you go. You know, and wrote wrote the first version, the second version, then published the third, and and now is in the second edition. Um, that I think that that's the most critical piece is understanding the impact, not just that the impact of the emotions have on our thinking, but how to actually use our emotions. Yeah, to move forward. Um, so that day that woman told me who I was, one of the greatest things was that she made me realize how many people told me, gave me the message that, oh, you've ruined your life, you're worthless, yeah. you know, and it made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you know what? Even anger can be a force for good if you mm-hmm. have purpose. It's like that power of I'll show them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then I shifted to the difference I want to make and not hold on to uh, the anger and the resentment that stops me from moving forward. So um, it's been a quest. And even in all my coaching, I always integrate the power of emotions, of understanding our own and then using them to go forward. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so self-awareness is the first step. And really, I hear... Mm-hmm. The first step in that is understanding that you have emotions because some people are like, yes, I don't have those. (laughs) So could you give some tips maybe for being more self-aware of our emotions and then we can get into how can we best use them? Well, 
the thing is, is that we're all taught, and, I, and I've, I've taught in 43 countries, so I know that this is like universal, yeah. that, you know, emotions are bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you need to not show them, both men and women, mm-hmm. for different reasons. And um, when we stuff our emotions, they're still in our body. And one of the things they've been able to do in the last 20 years is actually measure the electromagnetic energy of our emotions. So wow. even when we stuff them, they're still there. And, and, and people, it's like when you walk in a room and everybody's angry with each other, you feel it. Mm-hmm. The denseness of anger, uh, anger and fear is very dense um, energy, whereas gratitude, happiness, um, laughter is very light. Yeah. So we're putting out energy all the time um, with our emotions, but they're also there impacting our thinking. And if we stuff them, what happens? You know, we get sick. It affects all the systems in our body. And then we explode, and usually at the people we love. Yeah. So stuffing um, doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it really is. The self-awareness is recognizing I have a point of tension in my body. I don't need to know if it's anger or irritation, impatience. I don't need to actually know in the moment the difference. I can think about it later. But to breathe in and to release the tension, which allows the blood flow back into my brain, (laughs) that allows me to choose how I want to feel Mm. instead, not think, even though I'm thinking about the feeling. I have to replace the emotion, not stuff it. I have to choose um, to be grateful for being here in this moment, to be curious, is what I mostly teach coaches, to be courageous and curious. Hmm. And I have to feel it so I can make the shift, which changes my presence as well as changes my thinking. Hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Emotions are contagious, right? And they -hmm. can definitely color, our mood can color how we Mm -hmm. perceive things around us. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I love that you, um, uh, what would be the term? You you made your anger and you turned it effective. (laughs) I guess for lack of a better term. Um, any suggestions for when we do have uh, negative emotions? And I mean, I know we can go to gratitude, but how can mm-hmm. we use uh, those to empower ourselves? Yeah. Well, first off, quit calling them negative. <laughs> the heavy you know, ones. That's the another ones. belief system yeah. that they're bad. <laughs> you know, fear actually protects us uh-huh. and anger can activate courage, yeah. you know. So it's how we use them. And I say that because the moment we get mad at ourselves for feeling something or mm. think we're bad for feeling something, then it impacts our ability to use it. Yes. So um, uh, what I recognized was how to use anger as a force for good. And actually, I have a TED Talk on that. (laughs) If you go out there and and I tell my story and how it's okay to be angry, but then you have to know what is it I want to change? What is it I want to impact um, uh, that I'm angry about? And even if I will not see this change uh, in the next few years or sometimes even in my lifetime, you know, that I know that I, uh, that if I can use my anger to launch myself to do what I feel is important, 
then I shifted to passion. And and that passion is actually a good energy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it was, was it one of the, the feminists, I think it was Susan B. Anthony or one of them, never saw women get the right to vote, but she knew that she was making a difference. Yeah. And she, it didn't stop her that it may not happen in her lifetime, mm. you know? Yeah. And so, um, and, and we cannot give up hope because the opposite of hope is despair. Yeah. You know, so whatever it is, even if there's roadblocks and things in our way, like me being told I hit the glass ceiling, it's like, okay, fine. I'll go find challenges elsewhere. Thank you. (laughs) I'll go bust through the glass ceiling somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Create my own. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, um, what can I use this powerful energy of anger to help me make a difference and create in the world? So if I can shift it to that, then it becomes powerful instead of, uh, hurtful. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I used to use anger to clean the house. You know, if it was release, great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, anger. I now have a clean house. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know uh, we're told we need to um, experience or sit with our emotions. Mm-hmm. Can you say a little bit more to, to the folks who are like, what does that mean? How do I do that? Well, um, again, not making them bad and making them go away, that mm-hmm. recognition, there's a point of tension in my body. Mm-hmm. I might know, you know, what I teach people is, you know, is to to work on recognizing uh, when they feel fear, what does it feel like? Mm-hmm. For me, it's in my chest. Some people feel it in the back of their neck or their shoulders. Um, or their gut. Um, and where do you feel anger? For me, it's a punch in the stomach, but I've had people say their ears get red, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So over time you can recognize which emotion it is, but just to even know, look, I have a tension in my body or I'm heating up or, you know, is, is to say, Oh, look at that. Isn't that interesting? Mm. You know? And, and, um, uh, when we get to know what it is, it's easier to say, what is it I want to feel instead mm-hmm. at this moment? And you can feel both. You know, courage is acting in the face of fear. It's not mm-hmm. the, re- the release of fear. You know, and so to say, thank you, brain, for trying to, to protect me, but I'm going to go do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because we have choice. And to know that that you do have free will if you recognize the emotion that you had and then choose to feel different. If you don't recognize it and be with it like it's okay, mm-hmm. um, then it will choose for you and you lose your free will. Mm, you know, yeah. your emotions then, then dictate your, your actions and what you will say. And um, uh, so you have a choice. You can either activate your free will by recognizing and then choosing Mm-hmm. Um, or <laughs> you let you become the victim yeah. of your brain if you don't. Yeah. What is that? Oh gosh, you remind me of that um, our our brain or our mind should be our servant, not our master, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, quote. I think that was Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah. Oh wow. Now I right. know people are going to want to learn more. Can you share a little mm-hmm. bit about your other books as well as your products, uh, other products or services? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I have, you know, Outsmart Your Brain um, is out there, but I've, uh, I told you I did my doctorate on smart, strong women in the workplace, and uh, that was actually published um, in a book with lots of exercises called Wander Woman, not Ooh. Wonder, Wander, because we wander, we zigzag, <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, then after that, you know, getting into coaching and seeing what was missing. I wrote the book, The Discomfort Zone, How to Turn Difficult Conversations into Breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's for everyone. Mm -hmm. And then my last book is Coach the Person, and it's really a coaching book. Um, and I'm working on a new book that goes even deeper into how can we use, you know, even a coaching approach. You don't have to be a certified coach, but how can you use a coaching approach to your conversations mm -hmm. to uh, help move it forward? Nice. So, that's my focus, and you can find all my books. My website is covisioning.com, and all my books are there. Um, I, I teach coaching more than I provide it, so I don't do a lot of individual coaching uh, except when a company hires me <laughs> yeah. to do some work for them, and it's usually follow-up coaching. But um, I teach in coaching schools around the world uh, and, and work with coaches, and um my coaching.com, my breakthrough coaching program, there's an online program that people can access and so they can do their work anytime, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then you get access to me for Q&As every month and coaching demos and, and all my wow. tips and tools and blog posts. And <laughs> <laughs> wow. so um, I would say also the, the coaching.com, look up breakthrough coaching there, look into that as well as my website. Awesome. And you do speaking as well? I do a lot of speaking. I do training and, um, you know, it's like it comes in spurts. I recently have just done a couple of keynotes. Um, you know, it's coming back. A lot yeah. of that went away with the pandemic, but, but people are now uh, asking, asking me back, not just online, but live, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I speak um, for leadership conferences, for women's conferences, for coaching conferences. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. We're at that point. Your final piece of advice for our listeners. Mm. Well, it comes back to like your quote about the servant and the master. It's like you can either be the victim of your brain or the master of your destiny with your mm. knowledge <laughs> of your emotions and your brain. So accept your emotional being because you're human. <laughs> All humans are. You know, we always say that, um, you know, we want our robots to have emotions, but we want our humans <laughs> to be robots. You're not a robot. <laughs> Just say, oh, that's fascinating. I'm having an emotion. Now what will I do next? <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Marsha. Sure. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Marsha, visit her website at covisioning.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.